2: don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss, so let's jump right in. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Hila Bank-Jorgensen, an internationally recognized expert on sustainable business practices boasting a 30-year track record of turning environmental, social, and governance risks into innovative and profitable business opportunities. So I've got a lot to learn from her because she is also the founder and chief executive of Competent Boards. So uh, we've got a lot to cover because there's also a new book that's out. Hala, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you so much, Ron. Pleasure an, to be here.
2: It's an honor to have you. So I... Think often about companies and how companies operate, and who is in charge of those organizations. Coming from the nonprofit world, you know, I, I think of the senior executives as being in charge. But Hila, you have a uh, you have an interesting argument in your new book, *Stewards of the Future: A Guide for Competent Boards*. So, Hila, tell us why perhaps my perception may not be correct.
0: Well, your perception is as such correct, but you also have the board of directors. So the board of directors have a fiduciary duty to oversee and ensure that we have the long-term view of the company, that the company actually provide value not only to the shareholders, but also for the corporations and the society that that we we all live in and and, uh, work and and, uh, hopefully prosper in.
2: Absolutely. Again, I'm chatting with the author of a fantastic new book. Actually, was just published about 30 days ago, Stewards of the Future, A Guide for Compton Boards, and that's Hila Bank-Jorgensen. So I mentioned a term um, in the beginning of environmental, social, and governance, ESG for short. So Hila, you're arguing that the board of directors plays a massive, important role. So how does a board determine which ESG issues deserve the attention?
0: Well, the first thing you want to do is to look at your business. You want to look at your strategy. You want to look at who are your key stakeholders. And when you know your key stakeholders, what is it that they care about? What is it that's important? You want to also say, you know, if you want to be successful in the 21st century, if you want to leave a legacy, if you want your kids and grandchildren and the community To really understand what you do as a company, you need to be that steward of the future that I'm writing about. So understand the the society and the impact that the business have on society and how can you bring most value to all your different stakeholders.
2: Oh my gosh! Absolutely valuable, valuable information. So uh, I am curious about the traits of boards that you see, especially as we have this conversation. Really, really, end of twenty twenty one, beginning of twenty twenty two. The four traits of boards that are primed and ready for the future, for the next decade, and for the next, uh, for the next, essentially, generation that's going to be coming into the both for profit and nonprofit world. Well,
0: you want to you want to have person with a long-term mindset, but making the right short-term decisions. You want people that that know um, the ABC of, of ESG, so environment, social, and governance matters. And maybe we should unpack that a little bit and say, you know, that's when we're talking about climate, we're talking about human capital, we're talking about water, we're talking about waste, and many of the other things that's really on the top of mind of your customers, top of mind of your employees, top of mind of investors, those that finance the business. So you want to, again, going back to the stakeholders, understand what is it that they want, and then make sure that you also think a little bit further ahead. I put something in the book called the seven generation principles. That's actually indigenous principle, but think ahead, right? That's what you really want to do.
2: Well, I know why you were named of uh, one of the uh, five people in ESG, and again, that uh, that uh, acronym uh, stands for environmental, social, and uh, governance. People to watch, uh, and again, I'm chatting with Hila Bank Jorgensen, internationally recognized expert on sustainable business practices, and it has been doing this for uh, over thirty years. So. Uh, Again, we're chatting about the new book, Stewards of the Future Guide for Compton Boards, and that's exactly what I'm learning so, so much about in this conversation, about how boards can be successful, where boards need to focus. Um, But I am also curious, of course, when people read the book, what will they get out of it? What is that one takeaway that you're hoping every reader of Stewards of the Future walks away with?
0: A mindset. A mindset where you understand how to be successful, both right now, but also in the future, a mindset that will make sure that you can see the interconnectedness of all of those things that really impact your business, but also impact all the actors, all your stakeholders in that business, and therefore your success.
2: That's huge. That's huge. And I mentioned just a moment ago in our conversation about the different generations that exist. Obviously, having this conversation uh, around New Year's is certainly an interesting time to uh, to talk about all of this. Um, but how do you bring fresh perspective to the boardroom from the younger generation and individuals that may not, might not have previous board experience?
0: Oh, that's such a good question. And I, I, I get that a lot. And the first and very easy is to say, listen to all the fantastic young people that you have in the organization already, right? I mean, use, use our ears uh, and, and really listen. And that could be, you know, having lunch with, with the young people, but also perhaps invite them to the boardroom and understand. But you can also do a lot of other things, you know advisory board, but you can also start thinking about how do I bring new, fresh perspective into the boardroom? We talk a lot about diversity of thoughts. We talk a lot about diversity, including, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. How do you really bring that into the boardroom so you get all the perspectives? We've seen survey after survey that shows that Those companies that have that mindset of diverse thought leadership, I will say, they are the ones that are going to come up with the solutions for the future and are the ones that are going to win. But they need to be what I call stewards of the future in order to really ensure that it's not just a short-term goal. We need Right now, to ensure that we all are there, not only for today and tomorrow and 2022, but also also for the future.
2: I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And so, in our final minute or two that we have remaining in our conversation, you know, I am truly fascinated by uh, by that acronym of ESG. Um, which is just really, really uh, highlights a lot of things that I'm so passionate about environmental, social, and governance. And again, coming from the nonprofit world, uh, you know, these are things that I'd say are sometimes taken a little bit more seriously. Um, but then seeing in the for profit world, especially, Hila, as I look at your background and all of the things that you've done. So, where did that term come from? Where did that acronym or those three items come from? And how did you identify that those are the three key things that boards of directors of all kinds, of all generations, of all industries need to pay attention to?
0: Well, you can say that that in different terms. So as such, it's, it's what is packed into that term, right? And it shows that it's interrelated. So when we talk about climate, when we talk about biodiversity, I said diversity, equity, inclusion, traction and retention of talent, um, you know, the, the responsible use of data, Cybersecurity, supply chain, stakeholder management or stakeholder engagement is all part of that. So you can also call it sustainability or responsibility or ensuring that your business is in a regenerative mindset where you ensure that that you're, again, you're you're not only doing things in, in the short term, but you're thinking long term, making the right short term decisions but from a long-term perspective.
2: Awesome. So Hila, I want to make sure our listeners know where they can learn more about you, um, your organization, and of course, pick up a copy of the new book, Stories of the Future, a guide for competent boards. Can you share some of that information where our listeners can get in touch?
0: I can indeed. So of course the book is on Amazon, Uh, but you can also uh, look at competentboards.com. So competentboards.com.
2: Fantastic. Well, Hila Banks-Jorgensen, thank you so much for joining us on the air. Appreciate it. I look forward to sharing this information with all of our listeners. And uh, be sure to get on my website, sheldonkline.com. I'll link to uh, the book and uh, competent Boards, of course. So thank you so much, Hila. I appreciate it. After a quick break, I'll be joined by Dr. Gail Randall, who will join me for more on this conversation all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. But I don't know about you, our amazing, amazing listeners, but occasionally you meet just an incredible person doing incredible things. And that is exactly how I describe my next guest. And that is Dr. Gail. Randall, who is an esteemed physician, scientist, uh, medicine woman, administrator, seminar presenter, and writer for more than 40 years. So I have so much to uh, to talk to Gail about because uh, she is a podcast host as well, has written, has spoken, and has a lot to teach both myself as well as all of our listeners. Dr. Randall, welcome to the program.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: It is an honor to have you. So let's talk about the person behind the microphone. Gail, how did you discover your sort of niche uh, focus in taking care of people?
3: You know, I've always followed my passion and I've always been a medical futurist. And when I was at UCLA and I was an intern, I noticed that if I provided my patients other types of healing methods that they did better than if I just used the Western medicine. I love Western medicine, don't get me wrong, but I came from a place of thinking holistically. So I began to add that into just my own work, and it became my passion overall. As a matter of fact, I became an entrepreneur when I left my professorship at in about the mid-90s uh, for, at UCLA and followed my passion to become a pioneer and develop integrative medicine models, which was not even a word yet, actually. And so everybody thought I was crazy. And now I'm board certified in something that everybody thought I was crazy for. And you can look around in, in your own environment and see integrative medicine is now mainstream. However, my passion has gone from there to you know, be more like your last guest and in, in looking at the future. Like I said, I've always been a medical futurist. And we are right now standing on the precipice of the largest Planetary and healthcare crisis ever, which is kind of surprising because we spend 70% of our healthcare dollars on um, disease and yet we're not better. Like, so what's going on? So it turns out that the way that we handle the way we grow food, the way we source from the planet is causing us to be sick. And we need to really look at these things because not only is it causing us to be sick, but it's consuming our planet at a higher rate than it's regenerating. So what I'm trying to do now through Randall Wellness Network is not only offer this to my patients, but to people at large to understand the interconnected nature of health and the earth and the health of humanity to the food systems and the way we source from the planet. So we need to choose healthier lives and environment through not just sustainable, but the new word is regenerative, because if when we take, we have to give back at the same time or we're gonna run out of resources. So regardless of how well we do business, it's not gonna matter. We have to do it with this thought at the center.
2: Absolutely, and again, I'm chatting with Dr. Dale Randall. Um, who has just this fascinating background um, where, uh, Gail, I mean, just reading your bio, I could go on for 15 minutes and and just learn about all that you have learned, but that's the beauty of radio is uh, I get to meet some of the most amazing people and share expertise with all of our listeners in Chicago and beyond. So that's exactly what I want to do is we have this conversation, which is actually airing, um, believe it or not, on the, uh, on the 2nd of January, but of course available for all of our podcast listeners as well. Everybody's focusing on... Uh, uh, those New Year's resolutions—I happen to hate that term. Um, I think it's awful. Um, I think, bottom line, it's about as as you've been talking about, um, sort of that sustain sustainability and and you know people taking care of yourself. And, and there's so many better ways that we can do things in both the coming year, and the coming decade, and the coming millennia as well. But Dr. Randall, what is that one bit of advice that you would want to share with our listeners of what can people do a homework assignment, a New Year's resolution, if you will, to make sure that 2022 will be better, healthier, and 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 more well for themselves, for their family, and perhaps for their businesses as well?
3: Right. Well, what I focus on is living better longer, you know, because a lot of people just say, well, here's your pill, walk out the door, you're done. Well, not, not in my practice. We know that nutrition, fitness, and mind, body, spirit strategy are keys. So additional factors, of course, stress management, especially in this high business world, sleep quality, environmental factors, which affect your overall well-being. And if you don't take care of you, you're not going to be as efficient in what you do. So you got to get good sleep, meditation, breathing, all these things that slow you down. Everybody wants to go faster, faster. But in in between those, faster, faster, you need to take time for yourself. So at least at my practice at Randall Wellness Network, we offer an integrative, comprehensive approach, which improves overall health and vitality to help people get to their wellness goals in a quick, sustainable result. So but it involves the planet. Everybody thinks just the planet. You know, did you see that movie? Don't look up.
2: I just saw it last night, actually. I
3: did. I feel like that guy, you know, and his name was funny enough, Dr. Randall, because here I'm saying, look, guys, we got to take care of the planet because it's, you know, it it needs us right now, even if it's just a thank you when you take something and nobody's listening. Ninety eight percent of people, believe it or not, are disengaged from the very planet that they live on. But if you look at what happened during COVID and when we stepped out, the planet got better at a much faster rate than scientists predicted. So their their algorithms are not correct. So if we can withdraw ourselves by doing simple things, and that's what my new book Soul Doctoring: Heal Yourself, Heal the Planet is going to explain to you, if we do small steps, we bring big changes for mankind and the planet. So we can make a difference. And I want people to feel positive about what they're doing. You know, we used to buy twelve outfits a year. Now we buy sixty-eight. I mean, that's crazy. That's such a waste of Of money, you know, you fly this stuff all around the planet with jets, and, you know, there are a lot, a lot of little things that we can do that all add up to big changes for our planet. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I'm chatting with Dr. Gail Randall from uh, Randall Wellness. Um, which, uh, of course, I know, uh, Dr. Randall. I know you are in—you're uh, in California, but frankly, um, your reach is uh, global, and we're going to talk about some of those ways that people can uh, can tie into both your Soul Doctoring book, your Soul Stories podcast, and so so much more. But I know your practice. Uh, you're involved in integrative uh, medicine, functional medicine, internal medicine, nutritional counseling, weight loss, uh, and so, so much more. And what I've been fascinated by are all the people that you have learned from. And frankly, I think that that makes it easier for us to learn from you because you have a wealth of knowledge and information. So let's talk about some of your uh, some of the tools um, that you have. I know you have a, uh, a shop online, but you have a book and a podcast. What can people look forward to if they uh, perhaps log into, uh, into the soul stories podcast, wherever podcasts may be found.
3: Yeah. The, the podcast is the, came to me like in a download of vision that I needed to have people that have made a difference on the planet on my podcast. And that's going to be you pretty soon. So, <laughs> and that, what that does is it raises the consciousness of people listening. And if we can raise the consciousness of our listeners, we're going to have a, better shot at helping our own health and helping the health of the planet so that's what it's really all about and it's tied together people need to understand the interconnectedness you know the comet's coming so you know i'm not crazy you know and it's like we need to pay attention to it and if you get my book and you listen to my podcast you're going to learn those ways that we can those tools that we can that are simple that are easy that's basically your your lifestyle, your choices. Every choice you make should not just be about you and your business, but what's at the center is the planet you live on.
2: Well, I know our listeners are certainly nodding their head furiously and uh, will want to jot down your information, which we will do. We'll share in just a moment uh, to make sure all of our listeners can, uh, again, find the podcast, find the book, and get in touch with you. Uh, But my final question to you is a simple one, but uh, I I guess uh, a a loaded one and that's are you optimistic uh you mentioned about COVID, and and you know there's a lot of changes happening very very quickly around us are you optimistic in that generation that we just talked about earlier in both our segment and the earlier guest um do we have good things to look forward to in terms of our wellness
3: that's a big yes absolutely optimistic there are answers and they're not hard you know so that's what i what i try to get across to my patients that so that they too can make those choices and feel good about it feel positive about it
2: well now i feel positive too so that's great um you've already uh, worked your magic on me and certainly for all of our listeners wherever they might be tuning in and tuning in i would highly recommend subscribing uh, as well as rating reviewing all that sort of good stuff on the soul stories podcast and the soul doctoring book but all of those links are available on your website dr gail randall how can our listeners get in touch with you
3: That's drgmrandall.com, and that's the best way to find everything
2: fantastic drgmrandall.com and again make sure you uh, get a copy of that soul doctoring book because it is perhaps the most important book on integrated personal healing to reach the marketplace in the 21st century and it's a great read it's a great read and there's some excerpts that are available on the website and so on so again a quick break we've got to squeeze in the headlines uh some commercials when we return we're going to continue our conversation all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship we're listening to get down to business check out my website shalomkline.com and again we'll be right back Thanks. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Tom Arabali from Healthplanchicago.com, Healthplanchicago.com for all of your health insurance needs. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to all of our listeners, as we have this conversation in the beginning of 2022. We've got a great year in store. Um, We've got some great content, of course, today on our program, as well as uh, something to always look forward to every Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer, but all sorts of tips and a uh, archive of the eight-plus years of shows, again, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, all available on my website, shalomkline.com. But uh, while you're online, be sure to get on your favorite podcast apps and and subscribe, rate, review, and share, because that's the easiest way to find out when um, when, uh, there are new Episodes, uh, and there's always some great content and information. So, almost everyone makes uh, personal resolutions for the new year. I mentioned this earlier in the program, whether it's getting fit, saving money, taking up a new hobby. Um, I want to focus on what I care deeply about, and that is, of course, on the business side. If you're a business owner, uh, it's a good idea to make resolutions that will simplify your life and grow your business. If you're not sure where to start, um, I wanted to share uh, 10. I'll go with the number 10 New Year's resolutions that frankly I think anyone can keep. First one is review your business plan and goals. The beginning of the year is the perfect time to review your business plan and goals. Do you need to revise your business plan? Did you set goals last year? So how do you do on them? Have your goals changed? Write it all down so you know what you're working towards in the new year. Having a defined plan and goals helps keep you on track throughout the year, can make all the difference in whether you are successful. Plan more. You've set your goals. Now you need to plan on how you get there. One of your goals is more leads or customers. A New digital marketing plan will help you attract more customers. If your website's more than a few years old, a website redesign should be part of your plan to bring your business into the new year. And when everything is a priority, frankly, nothing is. Use your goals, your plans to decide what to focus on. Well, you can move further down your list priorities or take off altogether. Not only will this make your life easier, you'll actually be able to focus on what's important and start seeing results. Start a blog. A blog is one of the easiest, most effective, cost-effective ways to add new content to your site, which, by the way, is essential for search engine optimization purposes. It also allows you to share valuable information with your audience. And it gives you ongoing material for social media, and it positions you as a leader in your niche. Blogging doesn't have to be a chore, and you don't have to post every day. In fact, one high-quality post per week is better than one poor-quality post every day. And when it comes to what to write, get creative. If you're a customer of your own business, what would you want to read? Chances are your customers would want to read the same thing. Social media is invaluable to a business. In 2022, make a resolution to use social media daily, interact with customers and other users, answer questions, post engaging content. There are several free social media scheduling tools you can use to schedule a week's worth of posts at once, making social media a breeze. If you're not sure which networks to use, don't jump into all of them. Prioritize the network your customers are already using. For most businesses, this is Facebook, Instagram, Build your following on one of these platforms. Then if you feel comfortable, you could branch out to Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, and so on. Attend networking events. This is often ignored by many small business owners, but it's so important. In 2022, make a resolution to attend a few networking events to meet fellow small business owners in your area. Networking can help you find new opportunities, clients, collaborators, vendors, service providers, and frankly, even friends. Use a service like Eventbrite to find events in your area. Chances are that there's plenty of free networking opportunities already scheduled for the new year. If you choose to only delegate one new year's resolution for your business, make this one. Um, that's delegating. As a business owner, there's probably a thousand things in your to do list, but you don't have to do them all yourself. Learn to delegate and let others do some of the work, uh, your work. This year, ask trusted employees to handle day to day tasks that you could get caught up on. Hire an agency to handle your digital marketing, or even find a house cleaning service to handle some of your chores at home. The idea is to outsource tasks that others can handle, so you can focus on parts of your business and your life that you want to. Get rid of what doesn't work. In 2022, get rid of the things in your business that aren't working the way you need them to and find solutions that do, whether it's your uncomfortable office chair, the printer that works only sometimes, or a supplier that regularly runs out of things that you need. It's time to say goodbye to them and use only things that work the way you need them to. And tip number nine is listen to your customers and employees. You know the old saying, the customer is always right. It means that if your customer asks you for something you don't carry, it's time to fix that. If there's something your customers have been asking about or even demanding, look into how you can bring that good or service to them. They'll thank you with dollar bills. And the same goes for your employees. Listen to them. Ask them what works, what doesn't, and how you can make their job better and easier. And remember, a good leader listens and follows through. And with all the positive changes that you will no doubt be making due to these Uh, 10 tips over here. In 2022, it's important that you document your processes, especially if you haven't done so in the past. Documenting your day-to-day operations, onboarding, business plans, company goals, and so on will make things easier, both on yourself as well as your employees and frankly, your customers throughout the year. So there you have it. 10 tips that I think will help you to recap again, review your business plan and goals, plan more, Prioritize, start a blog, use social media more, attend networking events, learn to delegate, get rid of what doesn't work, listen to your customers and employees, and finally document all of those processes that we've just shared up until this point. But you know what? I want to hear from you. I want to see what's working for you. And you know what? I might share it on this uh, on this program on Get Down to Business because over the coming year, I know all of our listeners will all be looking for helpful tips, advice, and information. And speaking of t- helpful tips, advice, and information, we got more of it in store for you. So you don't want to touch that dial because after this break, I'll be joined by yet another entrepreneur yet another guest as we kick off this brand new year here on Get Down to Business. Check out my website, shellandcline.com. Check out our sponsors, Tom Marabali from Chicago.com. We'll be right back after this quick break. Back on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shalomklein.com Follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. I'm excited for our conversation uh, with Joel Gandera, uh, who is a business and life management coach. She has a uh, a mantra saying, You get one shite, one shot at life, be extraordinary. And I absolutely love that. I've been looking at that over the past few days as I've been getting ready. Joel, thank you so much for joining us uh and welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Shalom. My pleasure to be here.
2: Uh, it's great to have you. So you have uh, several different uh, ventures, and I want to talk about all of them. Um, you have a lot of advice to share with our listeners, and I want to squeeze as much of it in as possible. But before we do all of that, I want to get to know you um, and introduce you to our listeners. Uh, Joel, Gander, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. So came here on a boat fleeing communism when I was four and a half years old from Cuba and landed in Key West. And that's when i started my life because now i I was in the best country in the world with the biggest opportunities grew up in poverty nothing wrong with that it made me appreciate now what i have and i hustled and that meant selling trading cards buying chocolates at wholesale and selling them at school uh you know flipping money like that i bought all my own toys since fourth grade i paid all my own expenses since i was 16 because my parents couldn't and that got me just to work really hard bought my first house at 22 years old. And I bought a house every year for five years after that, and just started investing in real estate, lost it all in the crash in 2008 and uh, started over. I own apparel companies. I own a fulfillment center for e-commerce sites. And at 39 years old, I got out of the way and I let my teams take over and I stopped working day to day. And I started practicing like the four hour work week and even less than that sometimes. And then after not doing too much other than running marathons and swimming and lifting weights, I started coaching and I started coaching some amazing entrepreneurs. And that's like my, my second life now in my mid forties.
2: I love it. I love it. And by the way, we skipped one point over here that I have to mention. Um, I understand your 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 dad um, actually repaired electrical equipment at a radio station. So if uh, Josh over here, producer Josh, has any last minute issues, then uh, then, Joel, I don't know how much this you've uh, you've, you've picked up along the way. So uh, it's yeah, a fascinating story, fun. Joel,
1: especially remote. I'll do it again. <laughs>
2: there you go absolutely no it's fascinating uh, story of sort of the American dream and and you know entrepreneurial success and and um, I, I was uh, our listeners can't see but I've been watching your face and and you're remembering uh, the time in your Short life um, at the sort of the, the the twists and turns, and I'm watching you sort of recall it. And I know I see the look on your face that uh, your true passion is right now in empowering uh, others, which is great. So uh, again, we're we're going to make sure that our listeners know where they can find you and all of the uh, sort of the business consulting and, and personal coaching and speaking um, that you do. Um, but Joel, uh, as as you do that. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about some of those success stories the people that you've been able to talk to and where you and your clients have felt uh, fulfilled and sort of gone in in the right direction uh, because as I've been saying throughout the show today uh, it's it's the true mark of success when you don't just create the success on your own but you're actually able to enable it for others
1: absolutely that's what I get a kick out of you called you said it right um, I've, I've had success and I own businesses that still do very well. And, and that's great. But I'm, I don't focus on myself anymore and I find true happiness in exactly that. Not worrying about myself, not worrying about my problems, my success. That's done. I'm good. It's all solid. I love now the challenges of it's like a, I have a like I, right now I probably have nine or 10 clients so I have like nine or 10 startups. That's what it feels like. I have these little incubators and they're my clients. They're not startups. A lot of them are very successful. I'll give you one example that you asked for. Two weeks ago, I went to breakfast with a client and he just looked amazing. He had a tan. He just looked more relaxed than I've ever seen him. And he told me that he's never been this happy. He's never made this much money. He's never all these things. And here's the thing. I knew him for seven years before I was coaching anyone. And he always had these challenges. And one of them was buying out his partners and taking the business to the next level. In our fourth month of coaching, he bought out the partners, helped him raise the money. You know, we did all these things. And now he's working, I don't know, 12 hours a week compared to 70 hours a week, making more money than he ever has. For me, that's success. His kids are super happy. His wife is happy. He's very happy. So that was my most recent uh, success that I got to deal with the client.
2: I love it. And again, I'm chatting with Joel Gandara. Um, true, uh, amazing, amazing success story from uh, coming on a small boat uh, to the United States from uh, from Cuba uh, to now coaching and mentoring uh, with so many uh, successful businesses along the way. And Joel, I have to ask: in all of the coaching that you've done, and in fact, in the businesses that you've uh, that you've owned, and continue to own. Um, What is there a common theme that our listeners should know about that that is true regardless of industry and regardless of size? What is that one principle that our listeners can put into practice in the week ahead?
1: Oh, absolutely. So for me, it's action. It's taking action. I'd rather have a mediocre or even not so great strategy and plan and just take action because the moment we do something, we can say, was that good? Great. Do more of that. Was that bad? No, yeah, that was pretty bad. Okay, we won't do any more of that. But what I find over and over is people tell me, yeah, I've been meaning to do that. I want to do that. I got to do that. Yeah. My question is always, okay, when can we do it by the end of day today? Can we put in the calendar right now, your calendar and my calendar? Because I'm going to check in with you at five o'clock and see if you did it. And when we do that, we move the ball down the field so much faster.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm fond of saying that on this program that I come across entrepreneurs all the time that spend a lot of time budgeting and strategizing and all sorts of things, but then they end up running out of money and they can never actually implement uh, their their plans. And uh, it's important to have a budget. It's important to have a strategy, absolutely. Um, but the main thing is go ahead, do it, create your strategy, create that budget, and then get out there and make it happen. Again, I'm chatting with Joel Gondara, who certainly implements uh, that uh, that mantra of action each and every day. Uh, his website j-o-e-l-g-a-n-d-a-r-a.com um, but we've got more with the entrepreneur himself after this very quick break you're listening to Get Down to Business get on my website shalomkline.com again we will be right back with there. Welcome back. I'm chatting with coach, consultant, and speaker, Joel Gandara, who's been sharing uh, some of his advice with our listeners after uh, building many uh, multi-million dollar uh, brands and companies' uh, true entrepreneurial success story. But Joel, you mentioned something a couple of minutes ago, which I found fascinating, um, that I'm sure our entrepreneur listeners want to know um, more about. And that's how to free up their time. Stop working 80 hours a week and still build multi-million dollar brands. Joel, how did you discover that? And what what advice would you have for our listeners?
1: Yeah. I always... And, and I find this with entrepreneurs all the time. We always think that we are it. I mean, if we can't do it, nobody in the world can. What I've come to discover is I'm not the best at any single thing in the world at all. There's always someone better than me. And if I could hire those people then they can help me. And maybe one person isn't the best at everything, but I could hire somebody to handle this, whether that's in-house, outsourcing it, uh, finding a company overseas, whatever the thing might be. That's what's enabled me and a lot of my clients to start liberating themselves. It's a little bit of letting go. And that it's more a mental struggle. What I deal with most of the time is mindset. You know, it's asking those questions and I don't tell my coaching clients what to do. I ask them questions to hopefully make them realize it on their own, because if it comes from ourselves, it's going to be more powerful. So in the know, every situation is completely different, but somebody might tell me, no, I've got to be the one to do this. And I'll question them out of that. Oh, how come, what is it? Explain it to me. Is there anyone on your team who could understand that? And then can we try, can we do a 15 minute training session with one of your key employees and see if they can handle that? And little by little, we start taking tasks off and over time we start realizing, man, this side is much more enjoyable when we're not doing all the nitty gritty in the business. And then, and by the way, here's the other thing. I have more time, freedom, and I make more money ever since I got out of the way. When I was there grinding and doing 80 hours a week as I did that, I was maybe making a couple hundred thousand a year. But what kind of a life is that? How, how long could I have done that for?
2: Right? Absolutely. And uh, Joel, you strike me as the type of guy that uh, learns something from every experience that, that you're in. And I love that, that you've shared sort of that brutally honest piece that you, you acknowledge the mistakes that you've made along the way, um, which is important. So uh, I would be remiss if, as we have this conversation in late 2021, where we're still dealing with the impacts of COVID-19 and the, and the worldwide pandemic, what is that lesson that you've learned for yourself that, that you've become better through the, uh, through the pandemic, whether that's personally with you and your family or professionally in your, uh, in your very successful coaching and consulting practice?
1: Yeah. So I, you're absolutely right. I go to, I'm a member in an entrepreneur organization. So I go to a lot of learning events. I'm in a forum. I I read about a book a week. So I'm looking for nuggets in every single thing that I do. And yeah, COVID was a great one. I got to learn a lot from friends who acted really quickly and made several million dollars selling PPE, you know, masks and gowns and alcohol and all these things. So that was a great learning lesson seeing people I'm very close with who share financials and I get to see that and see how they've crushed it. Um, For me, it was a great time having my four kids and my wife and we were all here all the time and we got to work out and be together. So those were great lessons. Um, You know, we learn more from failures and for us, COVID was not a failure. It was, uh, I own e-commerce sites. I own 14 different Shopify Plus sites. It's all apparel that we sell. And I own a, a fulfillment center. Those all did great. Cause COVID um, was great for us, you know, for sales, uh, online. So I, so I didn't have a big failure during that time to learn. From, I'm looking to learn all the time and I hope to learn from others mistakes first.
2: Awesome. Well, uh, on that note, uh, definitely, uh, I've learned a lot from our conversation. I want to make sure our listeners know where they can get in touch with you, Jill and how can people get in contact?
1: Sure. So I have a newsletter. I send one email every three months. That's it. And there's no funnel. There's no sales. I don't do this because I need the money. I do it because I'm having a blast. And it's joelgandara.com. J-O-E-L-G-A-N-D-A-R-A.com. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm all that. It's just Joel Gandara.
2: Well, I encourage everybody to get in touch with you. So thank you so much, Joel. I appreciate you and your time. And I look forward to having you back on real soon. That's a wrap for us here on Get Down to Business. Check out our sponsors, Tom Marbali from HealthPlanChicago.com. Get on my website, ShalomKlein.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcasts. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560 The Answer.